Hello, it is Tracy, and this is another episode of 30, Flirty, and Surviving, the podcast dedicated to being in your 30s and just trying to get by day by day. Um, Our new episodes come out every Monday at 9 a.m. on all streaming platforms, which is YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and iHeart. Um, And you can follow everything um, from like clips from the show, behind the scenes stuff on Instagram at 30 Flirty Surviving. Um, I am feeling a little girly today. I'm feeling like I'm very in touch with my feminine side. And I thought something that we haven't covered yet, something that might be really fun, would be makeup. I have always loved makeup. I remember being young, watching my mom put hers on in the mirror, stealing her lipsticks. I think it's a really cool way to like express yourself. And I know that like some people, it's uh, fill in my eyebrows, pop some mascara on and head out the door. And some people like a full glam, but there's so many different things that you can do with it, which makes it so great and so fun. And also, if any of you are like me and you've been watching Euphoria, your creative juices have been flowing. So I thought, who better than none other, Miss Garine? Is that how to say it right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you roll, say it perfectly for me. Garine. Oh my God. <laughs> You're doing something to me when you say that. From um, Glamour Cosmetics. And if you are a girl in the Boston area and you have not been living under a rock, I'm sure you already know who she is. Um, you can follow her on social media at Glamour Cosmetics Official. You can also take a peek at her website at www.glamourcosmeticsofficial.com. Um, we actually met so many years ago, yeah. like what, back in maybe 2014, 2015? Yeah. Crazy. Um, so I've mentioned it on the show before. Um, I used to have a, a blog that I did with a friend. And so we did this event one night and it was called Rose and Rentals. We did yes. it at um, Rent Best Dress when they were in the Navy Yard in Charlestown. Yeah. And we had you come in. <laughs> and at the time, remember like the Kylie Jenner lip yes. was the big thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone was so obsessed with it. And so you set up your own little station yeah. and you were teaching girls how to contour like their lips a little bit and get that really plump full look since then I mean you've just like taken off you've skyrocketed you have your own salon now you have been in magazines like um, Martha Stewart and Boston Magazine you've been featured in there you have a full team of nine you are doing makeup for the likes of Camille Caustic I mean (laughs) it is insane it's insane you have a lot to be proud of so first and foremost congratulations to you you. Um, but if someone is living under a rock and they (laughs) haven't heard of Glamour Cosmetics yet how do you typically describe it or tell people what your offerings are? So I started Glamour Cosmetics in like 2015 was really when I started it. So we are one of New England's leading bridal makeup companies. Um, We service about 200 weddings a year all over New England. Um, uh, And then we do several destination weddings a year as well. So where exactly is the um, salon that you have? So we have a studio that's like by appointment only mm-hmm. um, and Lexington Center. Okay. And we take our trial appointments there for all of our brides. And then if somebody wants to get their makeup done for a special event, 
um, they would make an appointment with us as well. That is really good to know because from the outside looking in, I see a lot of weddings, right? But I wasn't sure exactly that people could also schedule just like if they have a birthday party yeah, or a bachelorette definitely. or like what big dinner coming up, they can come and get their glam done by you personally as well. Yeah. And then destination weddings. I mean, how do you <laughs> manage that on top of everything else? It's so fun. I love, I love it. I feel like it's such an honor for somebody to trust you mm-hmm. and fly you out for their wedding. So this year I'm doing three destination weddings. Um, I'm actually going to St. Lucia next week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then Germany in May and Dominican Republic in September. So it's really such an honor that like they chose you and then they flew you out and yeah. you know, of all the vendors that they could have picked, they picked you. So talk about so much living fun. the dream. Really I mean, is. like I feel so blessed. What a balance of work and play too. Yeah, you know? exactly. exactly. <laughs> My husband's coming with me. <gasps> we're gonna have awesome. a week. Yeah, I'm yeah. So and you were you guys high school sweethearts or have you known each other from yeah forever? We've known each other since we were like fourteen. That is crazy. <laughs> and you've been married now for how long? Uh, since 2019, September 2019. Wow. I don't even know what year it is, so however long that is. <laughs> I love that. Um, but I'm sure, of, like, having been a bride, that experience yeah. must be really helpful for you as you are helping brides throughout this process yeah. and like you know what what they're looking for what will make them feel good how to make them you know feel really special exactly. all that stuff so that's cool that you yeah. have that perspective too yeah. and I'm sure he's been a huge supporter I remember when you were putting the studio up like watching him doing the the wall everything he yeah. was such a trooper I I don't know what I would do without him I mean he has supported me I don't think I'd be where I, I am without his support mm-hmm. he's the one that pushed me to quit my job I used to work down the street at the courthouse oh my gosh yeah so he pushed me to to quit and do this full time and he's always helping me out and um like mentally emotionally and then physically like literally building my studio he did everything I don't know what I would have done without him oh that's so (laughs) sweet shout out to hubby um so speaking of that I mean obviously you made a huge transition from more of a corporate you know nine to five Mm -hmm. to getting into this space prior to that like when did makeup become a thing for you and how did you know makeup was part of your passion? Honestly, it just happened so organically. I was on my path to become an attorney, like since like middle school, I thought that's what I wanted to be. And I, I, um, I went to law school. I was doing that whole thing. And then I just wasn't happy. Like I did so well academically, but I think my creativity, I come from a creative family Mm -hmm. and I feel like my creativity was like, non-existent when I was in law school so I feel like it really drained me and I just was like mentally not happy and I I, Instagram was like new-ish at that time like at least it wasn't what it is now definitely not. yeah so I started posting on Instagram just like a makeup look of myself mm-hmm. and I remember my first post I sent it to my one of my friends out in LA who's a makeup artist there she was already established and I was like is this good enough and it was like <laughs> the the most ridiculous photo but I posted it and it was just something fun for me to do I never ever intended or ever thought that it would become a full-blown business it literally was just like let me post this fun makeup look on Instagram because that's what people were doing on Instagram that is incredible. like tutorials and stuff like fun yeah, stuff yeah and it just, I posted a few photos and then I got one wedding request and I was like, this is really weird. Like I'm not even a professional makeup artist, but I jumped for it Wow! and I was so nervous, but I did that wedding and then 
I remember getting to that. Well, I, I remember getting to that wedding and I saw the hairstylist and the hairstylist is now my friend, but somebody that I was following for so long on Instagram, I thought she was like the coolest thing. And I was like, they picked me alongside this hairstylist. <laughs> like I was so like baffled. And yeah. anyway, that one wedding led to another wedding and then just another one and another one. And then honestly, that's how it started super organically. I never intended it for, to become a business. It was just like, here's something that I like to do yeah. and, and that I enjoy. And you're just kind of putting it out there. And people obviously could tell you had a knack for it. Yeah. And that's where the inquiries began. Yeah, I, I don't even think I knew that I had a knack for it. <laughs> I swear, I just, it was something so fun for me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was it. So it was you, no professional background at no. that point. I mean, it was all self-taught from learning yeah. from other videos or just playing around with what works with, you know, your features and your face. Yeah. Did you end up having to get certain certifications from there and, and or go to classes yeah. or school? So when I started, I was literally just doing makeup on myself. I don't even think, I wasn't even watching YouTube videos. Oh I was just gosh. doing what I thought was like, fun and looked pretty and that was pretty much it I remember sitting on the floor and like doing my cousin's makeup for the first time and like trying to do her eyeliner and it was horrific like it was the first time I had touched anyone else's face <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was literally doing weddings but so when it started to pick up um I would say like late 2015 I mean I'm talking like this was a matter of like three months where I was like whoa like what is going on and so I decided that like I needed to go out and like learn because mm -hmm. I, I didn't know really what I was doing and I I didn't want to be I wanted to go confidently and I yeah. think that that was a big difference like maybe other people think I'm good but I want to be confident in what mm -hmm. I'm doing so there was a makeup artist out in LA that my friend moved to work with her and I had looked up to her for years and I went out to LA and I uh, took a course with her. She's now the founder of LC Cosmetics. She's like in wow. Ulta. She's huge. Um, but I felt like I feel so blessed to have been like learned from her. Yeah. And then I brought like those skills back to Boston. Now LA makeup is super different than Boston <laughs> even till today. But yeah. I feel like it kind of set me apart having that like LA flair, you know, and then like bringing it to Boston. At the time in Boston, everybody was doing like super natural, no makeup makeup, like mm -hmm. literally something that you could do at home. But that was the style here. So I feel like when I moved back from LA, I brought that flair. Mm -hmm. And like I'm Armenian, like I know like Middle Eastern's like a little bit more makeup, even though like I myself am more natural, but <laughs> I feel like it was something that people didn't see here. Yeah. So when I started, that's when I started my soft glam, signature soft glam Okay, look. we're gonna yeah. get into that <laughs> in a little bit, but that is such a good point. I mean, I don't think Boston's ever been known for breaking boundaries <laughs> in the fashion beauty space. LA tends to be much further ahead of us. Yeah. Um, but that's probably what was able to kind of set you apart because it was something new, something different, also gorgeous and beautiful. Thank and so you. people are kind of like, hold on, wait a second. Yeah. I, I can experiment exactly. a little bit more. I can try a little bit something different. So um, what exactly then was the turning point for you and when you were thinking to yourself, okay, um, I have been getting enough of mm -hmm. these wedding inquiries. Like I need to make this into an actual business and something that then prompted, you know, a studio of your own yeah. and coming up with a business model and prices and yeah. expanding your team. So I, I was about three, I would say like two years, three years in, 
um, I don't even, I don't even like count 2015 because I didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah. So it was really like 2015, let's say 2016, and then 2018. So I was started to work at the courthouse here mm-hmm. in Seaport in 2015 at the same time. So things like picked up at the same time. No, it was 2013 that I started working at the courthouse. Anyway, I was like again like 2018 I was starting to feel drained and very complacent in in that job and this was picking up I felt like I was doing two full-time jobs it was me and one other girl at that time um and I was like doing I hope they're not listening I was doing (laughs) like I was creating contracts while I was at work oh and like you know it was it was not I I couldn't do both. I was drowning. And once again, I started to become unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is it. I need to cut the cord. It's either going to be one or the other. I can't do both anymore. So I talked to my husband. I talked to some friends. It took me probably like, so to that August of 2018, I quit my job. Mm-hmm. But it took me like a year to make that decision and be like, okay, I can do it. And if I, if, if, for any reason I fail, I'll just pick up another job, you know, but I like, I, I wasn't going to fail. It was going to, like, I, I wasn't going to take no for an answer. And I Mm -hmm. knew that. So if I, if I didn't know what it was, I was going to figure it out, you know? So that's kind of like the mindset that I had. And then at that point, my, my weddings were booking a year out. So I had like financial stability. I knew that it was going to be okay. Um, so really like, that's when I, I felt like I could make the jump and like the support of my husband was everything. I can't imagine how terrifying it so must have been, scary. though, right? Yeah. I mean, the, you're not just like, oh, yeah, I was in a, in a you know, working at a restaurant. Not yeah. that there's anything, like, against that. But, like, I mean, you went to law school. You yeah. were in, like, you were in a full-driven career path. Like, I was in a cushy federal government job, you know? Like, that was paying in, like— five more years, they were going to pay off my billion dollar student loans, you know? And, but you know, I, and I, I, that was my biggest thing. I was like, should I stay five more years and like have them pay? And I was like, I can't, I can't do it. You Mm -hmm. know? So it was just another point in my life where I was like, I'm not happy. What's next? Wow. I am (laughs) impressed because that is not easy. It wasn't, it wasn't easy for sure. Um, so then, at, I mean, a lot of it, it seems like was coming in through social media. Yeah. Then I'm sure start getting referrals exactly. as the business is growing. Like, where did you find your clientele? Is it all just word of mouth? Is it the social media? So in the beginning, it was all social media. Mm-hmm. That's where people would find me. That's where, you know, they would book me. They would inquire. Um, and then once word started getting around, it was like, I did the bridesmaid at a wedding and now she was getting married. So mm-hmm. she would reach out or my friend, you know, is got married. I saw her walk down the aisle. I thought her makeup was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely like word of mouth. So, um, now it's like a mix of both. I would okay. say, yeah, I would Love say like that. 60%. Actually, I don't even want to give percentages, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know, half and half social media right. and then word of yeah. mouth. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So you've really never had to like advertise or, or put into like pay or marketing and stuff. I mean, you've been able to really just be organic who you are, put your, you know, your, your, the pictures speak for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, no, I've never paid for an advert. I can't think of a single time I've paid for an advertisement, even like the knot and wedding wire. I never paid for those, those sites I'm on there. Um, but I never paid for them. And I, I always just utilize, like, I think, just Instagram, mm-hmm. but also really just like word of mouth. I think yeah. that's what it was. Like just really getting personal with your client and then 
creating mm-hmm. almost like a friendship outside of what you're doing with them. And that in and of itself is going to, you know, have them go out and, and talk about you and, yeah. and all of that. So, And I think, you know, I mean, it's clearly who you are by nature, this, you know, strong work ethic. I'm sure, though, your experience with being in law school, like that really helped, I'm sure, set a foundation of how hard you need to work. And then that mentality of I'm not going to let this fail. Yeah. I mean, you also have this personality of like you could talk to anybody. You are so sweet. <laughs> You're very warm. You're inviting. <laughs> And so the the people like your that I think is Thank also you. what captures people a lot too is just like I could hang out with her. I mean, sometimes makeup can be what, like an hour yeah. long? You know, it's like I could sit there in a chair and chat with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. People want that too. Not only just how great your technique is, absolutely, but like are you someone that I want to spend time with? Are you somebody that I actually feel excited to like? pay you know what I mean like it's your money you know feel comfortable about yeah I think majority of what we do is like your personality and like are you Mm -hmm. able to foster that relationship with somebody like I don't you know I don't really care how good you are but if I if I'm gonna sit there and you're gonna be like straight face and not talk to me (laughs) oh I I don't want you know if I for example if I was getting my hair done or something Mm -hmm. you know so that we're in a people facing industry yeah that's the one of the most important things you need to have that personality and especially if it's someone's wedding yes I mean I'm sure this happens very 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 infrequently but you know what if there was something that it was like oh I like I wish we could change the color on the eyeshadow a little bit like this if I don't feel comfortable with you I may not say it and then I'm gonna go and have these pictures and say I hated my makeup but like you need to be approachable you need to have that or you're gonna go fix it yourself and I'm gonna cry yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah you need to you need to be able to make the person feel comfortable and let them know like this is your face Mm -hmm. I'm just here to make you happy and make you look good and that means like whatever your comfort level is and I always every single client that sits in my chair I say that if I, I can do whatever you want. I just can't read your mind. So don't hesitate to I tell me that. what you want to change because I would want to speak up if I was getting my hair done or something. You know, mm-hmm. I would want to be able to feel comfortable saying it. So, yeah. So important. Um, okay, so now I want to go back to the soft glam. Now that we're yes. talking about looks a little bit more. I mean, for me, I think it's this perfect balance of feeling like you have a little extra oomph, a little something-something, yes. but not something that's so crazy that you couldn't wear it during the day or you would feel so unlike yourself you know what I mean because yes. you still want to feel like you you just want to feel you like you're just a more like a elevated a, elevated version, version. Yeah, yeah exactly so um where why do you think you gravitated toward that space is it just what that's what you learned in LA or did you feel like that was kind of your comfort zone I think that's definitely my comfort zone yeah it wasn't when I went out to LA and I studied I learned the techniques that I needed to become a professional Mm -hmm. but I really um like targeted the looks towards the audience here and I think that's super important too so um it was really what I was comfortable with and uh, what I thought like looked beautiful mm-hmm. on everybody. And at, like, again, at that time, what made people feel most confident. Yeah. Um, so honestly, like soft glam for me and my definition is exactly what you said, just an elevated version of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and, but whatever that means to you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, um, we can throw on the lashes, you can put on the lip, you you feel good, you look put together, but you're not overly done where you don't recognize yourself or you go home and your friends and family don't like it or you feel overdone, you know, like that, 
that confidence is everything. Yeah. I think it, it speaks to who I am as well. Like I, I feel like as a makeup artist, everybody thinks I'm going to walk into the room with like full blown, but it's not who I am. Yeah. So I feel like it, it ties well with my personality too. And it's still something that you can tweak per individual, exactly. which I think is really important yes. too. It's not just like, here is the same foundation, eyeshadow, lip that I yes. use on everybody and this is what you're gonna get with me. You know the style, but it's still gonna be customizable and exactly. it still can be you know, tweaked up and down for yes. each person, yeah. which is really cool. Um, so let's talk about the wait list. Because I imagine you don't have openings for next week to show up at the studio. Um, so people can go online and put inquiries in. Is there actually a booking service too? Or do they just write the inquiry and say what they're looking for and then you guys get back to them? Yeah. So they'll go on our website. They'll fill out the inquiry form. Mm -hmm. And then in 24 to 48 hours, we'll get back to them. Um, the bridal wait list is like... Uh, I mean, you can contact us at any time, especially in like 2020. I think we service like, I don't even know what the number was, but so many like emergency weddings where their oh, makeup I'm artists sure. like didn't show up or or canceled like a week before. So call us anytime. <laughs> I would be happy to help. But it's best to get in touch like a year and a half, a year, a year and a half out. For a wedding. For a wedding. Wow. Okay. I well, think... all my girls in your 30s who are getting married, you heard it here first. Yeah. I think people Plan accordingly. Like, your face is like the most, I think, like one of the most important things right you want to feel confident your oh, face yeah. your hair your dress like so don't put makeup and hair last because the good ones are, are not going to be there if you mm -hmm. wait until like three months before your wedding right you know and even if you're a person that's more of oh the pictures are important to me hello your face is in every single picture it's right. not just about exactly how you're looking in person like yeah those it's gonna be in every aspect every, yeah of and your, your confidence exudes in those photos mm -hmm. so that that's that's it for me is like your confidence level if you feel if you feel good i feel good yeah you know okay so what about say we have girls out there listening that have a 30th birthday coming up and yes. they want to go out night on the town and get their makeup done what does a wait list for that look like is are there spots available yeah, yeah. so there'll be spots available yeah you can call us anytime so i have a team of nine girls you know um one of us would be able to service you most likely um it just depends on the day the time mm -hmm. you know weekends are tough especially during the thick of wedding season yeah um so you're looking mostly at weekdays but yeah anytime call us okay cool and then what does the process look like too once I show up is there like a mini little consultation do you do that over the phone is that what the forms for yeah so um, bridal specifically you mean for I'm thinking well yeah we can do both let's okay. do both yeah because I want to know what the bridal because that's that's a little bit more in depth yeah. yeah so if you're just inquiring for an appointment you would fill out the form we'd get on a phone call I mm -hmm. do those by phone call because it's just easier that way um, so you come into the studio we ask for inspiration images if you have any of what you're looking for we ask what dress you're wearing what your hair is gonna look like so we can kind of put the look together mm -hmm. and then obviously like depending on your inspiration photos but also like your face and your bone structure and all your features will talk to you about what we like as a professional what we think is best is gonna look best on you um, so which important. I think is a hard point for a lot of people yeah so well it's just like with you we're talking about like a hairstylist yeah if I went into a hairstylist and said I want my hair to be bleach blonde I would pray that the <laughs> stylist would be like sweetie that's not gonna <laughs> happen all in one day you know what I mean and, yeah. and that's why they're coming to you if they knew everything they'd be doing their makeup themselves yeah you know? and I, I like I that's a like mistake that I used to make like I, I you see something and you're like that looks good on her I want it 
I mean, the same thing happened with my wedding dress, but <laughs> you see you see makeup and you're like, that looks good on her, I want it. And then you do it and you're like, wait, that doesn't look best with my features, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just about getting that professional opinion of what looks good on you, but then, you know, obviously aiming towards what your inspiration is. So that would, that's how like a, just an off, one-off appointment would be handled. Mm-hmm. But then for a bridal, it's a whole process. You would fill out the inquiry form um, based on your location, your bridal party size. We would get back to you on who's available from our team, send you the pricing and then um from there we would just start the contract a lot of 99.999 percent of our clients will book their contract before their wedding because we are booking so far Mm. out um so yeah we would just book the wedding and then uh, book the contract and then closer to the wedding we usually like to do trials like december through march because it's our downtime quote unquote. Uh, So uh, trials would be held during that time. And same thing, they would come in with inspiration images, we would talk about what your wedding theme looks like, colors, dress, all of that hair. And then we will put a look together for you that you feel most confident and beautiful in. Wow, I love how detail oriented (laughs) you are. Like you think of everything. And it's not just coming in and taking one look at somebody or you know, this is what I do. So this is what's gonna happen. You get the whole picture into oh, consideration. Yeah, yeah. We have to get a feel for what you like and what your personality is, mm-hmm. you know, what your style is, your dress style. Like if you're having like a super bohemian wedding and then you show me like, you know, a makeup look that's like, you know, black liner and red lips, I might I might try to steer you in a direction that's gonna be more fluid with your theme. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're the boss. I'm just there to make you happy. So it's really what you want. But I, I would give my professional opinion and I think that that's appreciated too. Absolutely. Like, uh, people have noted that. Like, thanks for letting me know, you know, cause mm-hmm. you don't know unless somebody tells you. Yeah, and I feel like that's like transferable and everything. Even, Absolutely. you know, my like full-time job, I, I talk with clients and they ask for things or they want certain things and I'm always scared when it's like, oh, I have to tell them no. Or, you know, something that they're not going to want to hear. But nine times out of ten when you do, people are so appreciative for your honesty and your yeah. feedback. And you give them a new perspective. And they're more often than not always kind of like, oh, yeah, you're right. You yeah, know, you, if, as long yeah. as you can, like, explain it fully, which clearly you do. Yes. So now I want to pivot a little bit just to like everyday or like makeup in general kind of tips and tricks. Pick (laughs) your brain a little bit. Um, Do you have that one classic mistake that you see girls make when it comes to doing their makeup? I think I'm just going to go back to like what I mentioned. I people see inspiration images Mm -hmm. and they will take it and say, you know, I want to do that. But you really have to like look at your own features and what looks good on you. And, you know, maybe you can do that, but maybe you can do it a little bit differently. You know, for me, for example, I would, I loved to do the winged, like gel winged liner, but it doesn't look that great on me, you know? So I like pivot a little bit and like, maybe you'll do it with a little bit of eyeshadow, you know, just, um, what, whatever makes you feel like confident, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I don't know. I can't think of a mistake because makeup is so subjective. Yeah. You know, it's just whatever you want. Whatever, again, whatever makes you feel beautiful. So I wouldn't say anything's necessarily a mistake. It's just about tweaking it to fit your features the best. I love that. Um, is there, kind of playing off of that a little bit, is there one makeup trend that you still see people doing that you feel like is a little outdated that kind of mm. makes you cringe a little bit? Is it the, you know, excessive contouring? Mm. Is it the the 
overlining the lips. <laughs> is there something that you would love to say goodbye to in 2022? <laughs> I, I'm not, I I think, well, things that are outdated, I would say is probably like the cut crease look is kind of outdated. Mm. But again, this is like my, like in the bridal industry, you know, Right, there's it's kind so of a time and place for yeah, everything exactly. too. Yeah, it's so hard for me to say. I I don't want to sound like politically correct, but mm-hmm. makeup is so subjective. So it's hard for me to be like, that's not right. That right. doesn't look good. You know, whatever you like, like that's yeah. So I think yes, it's trending in 2022. Yes, softer contour, more of like the diffused kind of look. You know, um, a little bit of more of like the natural eye look and the the softer brows. Yes, that's more trending. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that's right is really up to you. I love that. <laughs> I don't think that you're sugarcoating it too. Like I really think you're correct. I mean, it, it is. It's yeah. so true. It doesn't. It you're being very authentic. It's not the. You know, you're not being just so PC <laughs> over here. You're being okay. honest. It's truth. Um, okay, if you were getting ready in a hurry, hmm. you're just you every day. Maybe it's just a you know a random Wednesday. What is your key for? Uh, kind of that no makeup makeup look like we talked about before for me it's definitely gonna be my lashes Mm. I don't do lash extensions or anything but when I curl my lashes if I get a lash lift or if I use a traditional (laughs) curler I look so different like I look like I'm awake yes it makes your eyes really like pop yeah I remember the first time I got my lash lift I went and my mom was like you look so different I just I can't figure out what it is and I was like literally I just curled my lashes like (laughs) that's all it is so that for me it just makes me look so much more awake Mm -hmm. um and I, I love that so I would say like if nothing I would just curl my lashes and okay okay sunscreen so yeah sunscreen <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna talk to you about skincare too because I know how strict you are about that as well um but what product would you say is always in your kit like what do you make sure you always come to every session with yeah. a client with oh in my kit for a client or for myself Give me both. Okay. Um, for me, I, I I would probably do some kind of like, even if it's chapstick, like something like aquaphor on my lips. Oh. Like I gotta have something. Yes, <laughs> especially in the winter in yes. Boston, aquaphor Exactly, is exactly. Um, as far as the kit, I don't, my kit's loaded. It I'm not just going has anywhere everything. without a single thing missing. <laughs> so yeah, there's nothing in there that's not there. You're always prepared. Yes. Always prepared. <laughs> okay, so then if you were going to a deserted island. Yeah. And you could only bring one product with you for who knows, Mm. three months, three weeks, three days. We don't know (laughs) how long we're going to be there. But like, what is your, I cannot live without. It can be a specific brand. Mm. It can be just a general mascara. Like you were talking about the eyes. Yeah. So I felt like I was on a deserted island this morning when I was at the gym and I opened my makeup bag and I didn't have any blush. I didn't have like, I was like, what? I'm going to go there with like no blush on. I look dead. So I was thinking about it and I was like, I grabbed my tinted lip gloss mm-hmm. and I dabbed it on my cheeks and that's what I used as my blush. So I think that that, and I actually all have said that before, like that's what I would do. Some kind of tinted lip balm, you can use that on your cheeks, yeah. you can use that on your lips, you can use that as like, as your eyeshadow, like use a little like, you know, contouring on your eyes. That's what I would do. That is so smart and resourceful. Yeah. That's a really One great product. idea. Yeah. Yeah. It. it serves many purposes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so great. Um, do you feel like there's any hidden 
secrets that you have from your experience and expertise as being a professional makeup artist that are good for people to know or that you'd be willing to share? Um, as far as like getting into the industry, I would say it's not really a secret, but I think it's something that can be missed a lot. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to remember and rely on the community around you. I know that's not where you were going, but I just feel like that is something that I think a lot of people forget. Um, if you, you can't, you won't thrive in this industry if you don't depend and rely and create a friendship and relationship with the your community. Mm -hmm. So the Boston bridal community is very tight and it, they're so supportive of one another. Yeah. And if you're, if you are going into this like competition over community, you're not going to make it. That's so you just true. have to be so like, it's not really a secret, but like, you know, it's something that people definitely need to keep on the forefront of their mind. Um, sure. as far as like a, you mean like a, like a, like beauty, a, secret. a beauty secret. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I love how I'm taking everything like on on a different path than what you're. No, asking. I love that because then I'm getting all this extra information that we need. Um, beauty secret, I would say. Um, oh man, I don't know. It's it's so hard because like for me. It's so constant in my mm -hmm. life that I don't know what it is that people don't know. Like, for okay, so like, <laughs> let me throw some things out. Yeah, like, thanks. Um, like if there if there's a certain technique when it comes mm. to um, eyeshadow versus like the lip, like I sometimes okay. you know like do you want them to be in the same color family? Uh, okay, do you I was want just them gonna to say that. Yes. Like, what are things if someone's learning to do their own makeup yes. at home that might be helpful so that they can start feeling more confident? So I think if you you can't really go wrong if you keep a monochromatic look. Okay. So if you're your eyeshadow is like a warm brown and then you do a very cool pale pink that's going to contrast too much it's not going to look at, in my opinion as good as if you did a, a warm nude lipstick mm -hmm. so i and then same thing with your blush so i like to keep things typically tending to look more monochromatic i think it it gives a little bit of like an elegance um, that is, is, is just so pretty. So I think like you can't go wrong if you keep it monochromatic. I love that. Yeah. That's really good. Um, okay, now skincare. Okay. Because yes, I <laughs> love when you post on you like you're on reels and whatnot. You're always showing little like the pimple patches, yes. what, what products you <laughs> use. I know it is so important to you, but especially in your profession yeah. and this being your career, why is skincare and that prep really the basis of like having, you know, like that glow or like yeah. ha feeling confident and why is it so important? So I, I may or may not like skincare a little bit more than makeup. I just like, I love skincare. I just love like taking care of my skin and it's just like a moment for me in my bathroom to kind of do my thing, but it's so important. So when you sit in your makeup artist chair in that 45 minutes to an hour, there's only a limited amount of stuff we can do. We can't transform your skin in that time. And I think that people, especially these days, see things on Instagram and they're like, I wanna look like that. Well, first of all, it's photoshopped 99% <laughs> of the time. Second of all, like you might not have the same skincare routine they do. So keep your skin in like tip top shape the majority of the work you're gonna have to do at home, and then you go to your you go to your esthetician for maintenance. Mm -hmm. But you're gonna have to do that work at home, like you know basics, like 
cleanse. You won't believe how many people don't cleanse. Like, and it's, it may just not be something that they've learned, which is, you know, now, you know, (laughs) so cleanse, tone, moisturize, sunscreen. That's like basic, you know, so you got to do that. And then you can start throwing in your treatments, your vitamin C, your AHAs and BHAs. That's going to take you up a notch. And then when I have clients that come in and they're like, you know, makeup, I'm just going to put it out here. Everybody listen up. (laughs) Makeup settles into fine lines. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing your makeup artist can do about it. So I'm very transparent with my clients about that because I think honesty is so important. If your face moves, your makeup's going to move with it. And that's okay. It's okay that you have fine lines, you know, and, and it's just something that you have to accept. So if you don't want that, you're truthfully, your only option is to get Botox or filler. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's what it is. So it's hard because social media strays people in such a wrong direction. And I feel like it's my responsibility to get people back on track and be like, no, this is the reality. This is the truth, you know, so skincare and then makeup's the plus on top of it. That is so important. It truly is. We have such a twisted ideal of reality and we're always seeing these unobtainable goals on Instagram because people aren't honest about what they Photoshop or what work they've had done, et cetera, et cetera. And so when you see somebody who's really new to skincare or to makeup, it can be really scary. Like, why don't I look like them? Yeah. Absolutely. Why are we, why is, why am I not measuring up? And it, the truth is, is because everything you've seen is a lie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're, because your skin is skin. Yeah. And your pores are real. Right. Like, and that's, it's, it, you know, there, there, you know, there's only so much you can do, but having a good skincare routine mm-hmm. is going to be your best, best friend. Yeah. And also, I mean, once we get older, yes, there's certain things we can do, like you're talking about. There's the retinols, there's yes. the, the injections, but a lot of times the damage to your skin isn't always reversible. No. You know, like yeah. you only really get, I mean, I know skin sheds, I know all that stuff, but when there's real damage, like there's only so much you can do. Yeah. And so being conscious of it early on yes. and starting, I wish I started much earlier. I wish I wore sunscreen when I was Same. younger. You know, all that stuff is really going to help yeah. in that area. People spend so much money on makeup. Mm-hmm. But if you just spent that money on sunscreen, yeah. you wouldn't, you know, you you're you wouldn't have to cover it up. So right. You and and the same thing goes with other skincare. I I can't stop talking about sunscreen because <laughs> people spend so much money on skincare and then they don't put on sunscreen. But th- there's no point in your skin, the rest of your skincare routine, if you're not putting on sunscreen. And speaking of money, I mean, also let's not forget how much water and good sleep yeah, goes a long way absolutely. too it's not like you can get water for free girlfriend <laughs> yeah. drink your freaking water I know, okay? and i'm the worst at it but <laughs> yes drink your water i've been trying to be better but yes absolutely those are little things you can do that aren't going to cost you you know a ton of money they're absolutely. not gonna and they're they're great for your overall self-care oh, and well-being yeah. too you know but those like i mean water i always used to be obsessed with olivia culpo <laughs> yes and she always was like i drink like a gallon of water every single single day and I swear by it for my skin I mean your brain yeah like your brain is water yeah (laughs) so like literally your organs everything Mm -hmm. so yeah water is so important and then you can see when you when a client sits in the chair and and they're dehydrated you can tell immediately and then yeah just say like make sure you drink a ton of water before your wedding day Mm -hmm. you know so and like watching we eat too right do you feel a lot of times there's flare-ups with greasy foods and that sort of stuff or does it depend on person to person 
Uh, I have heard through estheticians and dermatologists that I trust that that's a myth. That really? like food doesn't actually affect your skin. I don't know. I'm not an esthetician or a dermatologist. Right. Um, I don't know. The salt, I think, dehydrates you, so you get like a little bit puffier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure about actual okay. food. That's that's. Yeah, that one threw me for a I loop. Think, I yeah. thought you were going to say for sure. I know. I think it's like a controversial maybe mm-hmm. topic. I don't know. But one dermatologist that I trust and one esthetician that I trust have both said the same thing. And they're both like elite in their industry. So mm-hmm. I'm listening to them. Well, it's so funny because I think girls too were always like, oh, when we're about to get our periods or yeah. menstrual cycles. That I That's true. But that's the hormones too. And yes. like then, you know, sometimes you think, oh, well because I was feeling hungry because I'm PMSing, I ate this food, but it's not really the burger that gave you the pimple. It's the hormones, (laughs) honey. Exactly. It's the hormones. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, Okay, so learning about kind of like what skin types you have. You said you can tell when someone's dehydrated. Again, I know this isn't necessarily your niche, but I know that you love it. Um, Like for me, for example, I've always had kind of oily skin mm-hmm. and I was always afraid of serums and oils Ugh, because I thought yeah. oh you don't want to put more oil on top of oil right um but there that's completely false yes. and I've learned how much it actually is helpful yes but are there any tips or tricks you have for people that are you know oily versus normal versus combination mm-hmm. skin so I think again like going back to that skincare exactly what you said is so true people with oily skin are so scared to mm-hmm. put on oil but the reason why your skin is oily ma- majority of the time is because it's so dehydrated that it's overproducing oil. So you have to hydrate your skin so it doesn't try to work harder to keep your skin supple. If you're a dry skin like I am or dehydrated because I need to do better with my water, <laughs> um, you're, you know, you're going to want to keep keep your skin as hydrated as possible. For me, it's like hydrate, hydrate, hydrate as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then exfoliate as well. Like your retinols are going to be great. Uh, you know, be very careful with your retinols, but retinols are really great. And Girl, I've had those retinol scaries too many times. My dermatologist is like, we can move up to like the 0.025. I'm like, no. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a, it's a journey. But I also, with my clients, my bridal clients, I do like a skincare assessment with them. And actually, you know what, for this podcast, anyone who's listening, if you guys want to send me an email I'd be happy to send you like a questionnaire that I send out my clients very cool and then you fill it out basically like what your skin is now what your skin goals are and then based on your answers I talk to my preferred esthetician and we put a routine together for you with the product rec- specific product recommendations that is that, so cool. that helps clients you know before their wedding day and I'd be happy to do it ten- for anyone who's listening that is such a good idea yeah, and especially, people don't know it's overwhelming yeah yeah it's completely foreign to a lot of folks but also I mean if you're booking out a year and a half I mean you have a, you, you have, have some time, time. you mm-hmm. have some time to put in the work and do the prep. Yeah. So that's really cool. But also, just I think it goes back to too, like just getting a little bit older. You yeah. know, like it may I don't maybe I don't have a wedding or a special event coming up, but it's just about taking care of ourselves. That's all it is. Yeah, and and I think that people are overwhelmed by the number of steps. You know that, but it doesn't have to be that serious. Yeah. And then if you you know once you get used to it, it's it. Everyone says like. The, the most common thing I get is like, I don't have time. I don't have that. Well, make that time for yourself. Oh my God, it's, it's literally five minutes. You don't have to wait in between. You layer, layer, layer. You don't yeah. have to wait, you know, and it'll do its job. And that's it. Like it's five minutes to yourself. My sister opens the like closet that I have in my bathroom. And this thing is like 
six <laughs> feet. Like it's a tall closet, deep shelves, and it's I have everything and anything you oh, could I'd possibly imagine. <laughs> Come on over anytime. And she is she thinks I'm a lunatic. She thinks I'm crazy. She's like, how do you have the time to do this twice a day? You know, you yeah. have the different types of serums. You have moisturizer. You have like the exfoliants, the toners. I'm like, because it's important and also different seasons too, yes, or like absolutely. different stages with your, with your cycle and your hormones or certain things that I need. You right. Know what I mean? Absolutely. I think it's important to like, I, I, a, another mistake that a lot of people make is that they get like the samples from like their like Sephora, the Sephora box or something. Yeah. yeah. And, and they'll start trying every single thing out, but your skin needs time to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, Oh, what do you use for your skincare? And they're like a little bit of this, a little bit of that and a little, you know, but like the same product, but in different brands, but your, your, your skin likes consistency. Yeah. So find what works, you know, and then keep using that, keep that routine going. Your skin needs time to adjust and for you to be able to see those results. Yeah. Um, that actually makes me think of another thing. I did not know this. This was a couple years ago when I was just starting to be better about my skincare routine. I have celiac, so I have a gluten intolerance. And I went to Sephora and I was like, I just want to pick out all these things. And the guy who was working actually said to me, oh, well, if you have a gluten allergy, you can't buy this. I didn't even think about the allergies that we have and the product. I think think about, you know, what we eat, but the shampoos we use, the skincare we use, if you have, there's certain things that have, like you can't have a shellfish allergy. You can't have a, a gluten allergy because that can also add to any breakouts or flare-ups that you're having so understanding what the product ingredients are too yes um do you have a certain either maybe it's like a more of a organic or any type of line that you prefer so I love beauty counter Mm -hmm. I genuinely do I think that they have done such a and it took me years to like jump on that wagon Mm -hmm. but they do such a good job of picking out harmful ingredients that you wouldn't believe that they're like higher than like EU standards yeah and I use their shampoo I use their skincare because I started to break out and I on my back and I couldn't figure out what was going on and on my forehead and I realized it must be my shampoo after Mm -hmm. like trial and error and I ever since I switched over to their shampoo love their stuff um I think uh I think less is more when it comes to ingredients yeah um but also don't be scared like if you read an ingredient that you can't pronounce it just means you can't pronounce it. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's something bad. Um, another local brand that I love, shout out, is Brown and Coconut. Oh. Um, they're two, it's a black owned company, two sisters. I met them like in 2014 or something, maybe 2013 at SOA. Oh, and yeah. I fell in love with their products. Still have them today at the studio, sell them, wow. you know, sell them to my clients, love their stuff. Um, again, like plant-based, that's plant-based mm. beauty. I, I love it. Um, so yeah, the, it, it's tough when you have a um, an allergy like that, you know, but I think you can, if with some homework and you can find it, you can find the products that work for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we're getting to the end to, to kind of wrap this up. Yeah. Um, I know we've gone through a lot of different areas, right? Like the makeup, the skincare, getting the business yes. started, where you came from before that. Um, one of the things that I always like to end with is sort of asking for your final piece of advice or in summary, what what do you want to be the biggest takeaway for people that are listening? Um, because I think the reason why we're having these guests on and why I want to like, you know, put the spotlight on you guys, hear from you. Of course, the expertise is really 
wonderful, Mm -hmm. but it's also um, learning about like the journey and like hopefully, hopefully empowering people and getting them excited to quit their day job and pursue their passion. So um, it can be from the makeup, like uh, tips and tricks space. Mm -hmm. It can be from your experience, but anything that you really want people at home to know. Uh, man, that's a loaded question. I know, I know. <laughs> I think, you know, just follow what you're passionate about. And if you don't know what that passion is, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll you'll find it just hone into something that you maybe like. And then it'll kind of happen organically, hopefully. But also, like, go out there and work hard and don't take no for an answer. I always say, like, if you can't figure it out, figure out how to figure it out, you know. And you'll get there. And I just trust yourself more than anything um try to you know be find the support of your community around you don't be afraid to keep growing and keep learning and keep asking um but trust yourself I think if you put your mind to it you can do it I love that that is a perfect way <laughs> to close this out. Thank you so much you for, for coming me. on. Thank you. I mean, I it's so good to see you. You too. I can't this was so much fun. How I long it's it. been. I know. Um, so if you guys are interested in perhaps getting your makeup done, you guys can um, go to www.glamourcosmeticsofficial.com. Also check out um, Glamour Cosmetics Official on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you guys, I mean, we barely touch the surface. She's always showing what products she's using. <laughs> she shows you her nighttime routine. She's showing you before and afters of brides. So you can see everything. Um, it is a great way to just, like you said, start learning and yeah. start figuring things out for people at home. Um, anything else that, do you guys, do you have anything that's like, an event or anything coming up that people should look out for anything we need to know so we teach classes as well okay if anyone's interested in doing like if you're trying to become a professional makeup artist we have a course for that but then if you're just like the general public that wants to learn how to do your own makeup we do that as well at the studio so um anything that you want just get in touch and we'll figure out a way to make it happen so cool <laughs> you are the best and you're the sweetest thank, thank you. you again so much Thanks for having thank me. you guys for listening and we will see you again next week bye